0: Welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. And, uh, we're gonna have a good time today, man. I'm so pleased, so privileged, honored to be back. Who was here last year when I was here? Anyone here last year I was here? Is there any youth in this building right now? A few youth over here. I love the youth section. I'm a youth pastor, so if I spend a little bit more time preaching to them, forgive me. If I'm a little bit ADD, it's because I'm used to preaching to your kids. Can I get an amen? And so you got to be a little bit ADD to preach ADD. you got to be a little crazy to reach crazy. Can I get an amen? So if I'm a little bit too crazy for you, forgive me. I apologize in advance, but we're going to have a good time today. Can we just, uh, I want to do this. I want to thank Pastor Tony and Pastor Kath for bringing me back. Aren't you grateful for great pastors? Can we just give him a hand clap? Go ahead and give him a hand clap. We have great pastors in this church. I honestly had such a wonderful time last year with you guys. Went out to, to lunch afterwards with pastors, and uh, they are the real deal. They are some great, great people. I would say this probably the most fit pastors I know. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a good amen spot right there. Uh, and they actually have three wonderful kids. I remember hanging out a little bit with them last year. Is Jordan, is Mitchell, is Bailey, are they here? Go ahead and stand up for me real quick. Go ahead, stand up. Can we give it up for the pastor's kids real quick? Right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I say this, I, I'll say this. I, I've met a lot of great preachers in my life. I'm related to a lot of great preachers. But I know this, I know that the greatest message any preacher will ever preach is not behind this pulpit, but it's the kids that he raises. And I want to tell you right now, the, the, the reason why I, I love this family right here, I don't know them super in depthly well, but I know their kids love Jesus. So can we give it up for Pastor and his greatest messages right here? One more time, that's awesome. Go ahead, you give a seat. Man, we're going to have a good time. They, look at your neighbor and say, you look good. Come on, I like talking in church. Let's look at your neighbor and say, you look good. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor. Go ahead, say Say neighbor. Even though you're my second choice, you look good too. My God. It's okay to laugh in church. Can I get an amen? So good to be back. I am from Boise, Idaho. It's uh, one of the best kept secrets in the United States of America. I grew up in Los Angeles, California, lived there almost my entire life. And then I've been in uh, Idaho the last 10 years, so I spent 18 of the first years of my life. So I am 28 years old, and I know what some of you are thinking, but aren't you grateful that God can use a 28-year-old to speak the word of God? Can I get an amen? Aren't you grateful that you don't have to be 60 or 70 years old to preach the word of God? Aren't you grateful that you don't have to be 50, 60 years old before God can use you? I'm grateful that there's no such thing as a junior Holy Spirit. Can I get an Amen. Same spirit that's in them is in us. Can I get an amen, church? And we're going to have a good, good time today. I love, I love volume in church. I preach better, like Pastor Tony said. When I like, don't, don't let the white skin fool you. There's a black preacher inside of me. Can I get, okay, can I, yeah. So, uh, I'm excited to be here, man. I love amens in church. Let's do this. I want to warm your vocal cords up before I get preaching today. If I could just make this sound for me. Ah. Uh. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to start. At all, and when I put my hand higher, your voice is going to get louder. Like, oh, you, are, are, are you tracking with me? So let's try it out. Let's, let's start low. You ready? Come on, you can do better. Oh, I was weak. All right, that's all right. Give yourselves a hand clap anyways. My God, warming up the vocal cords today. I am married. I have a three and a half year old little, little girl that needs Jesus. Can I get an Amen. She is in the terrific threes. Uh, we used to call them terrible twos. We, we changed it, terrific threes by faith. And uh, she needs the Lord, and uh, I'm excited. She's, a, she's about the cutest thing. Her name is Kensington, and uh, she's about the cutest little girl in the world. My wife is amazing. She's a gun, as people in Adelaide would say. Can I get a gun in the room? Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> amen. Uh, but uh, she's awesome. Her name is Rochelle, and uh, She's awesome. She did a great job at home. She actually wants to come back, and she wants to come to Australia with me. How many of you guys think I should bring her next trip? Would you guys like to meet her? I'm telling you, she's, a, she's actually a model. She's gorgeous. She has a world-famous, one of the biggest internet sites for kids online. It's, called, it's named after our daughter, daughter, KenziePoo.com, and that was a shameless plug right there. Can I get an amen? I'm married up. Can I get an amen from the guys up in here? Young people, look at me. You want to do two things in life. You want to marry Godly. And you want to marry good looking. Can I get an amen? Sorry, that was shallow. Forgive me. If you could get your Bibles out, I do have a word for you this morning. Uh, it's a privilege to share the word of God with you. And uh, I want to, if you could, go to Genesis chapter 9 with me. Is it okay to go to the first book of the Bible? Awesome. Let's go to Genesis chapter 9. I've heard that you've been talking about resolutions. Three of you believe that? Awesome. Who's, been t- who's heard about resolutions so far this year? Awesome. Well, I want to I kind of stay in that vein for Pastor, if that's all right. And I want to talk to you today about resolving to honor. Is that all right? Some of you are like, oh my gosh, seriously, this is going to be a boring message. Now, note this if you get bored at any point during this message, you are boring because I'm not a boring pe- preacher. Can I get an amen? So, if you find yourself bored, you are a boring person. Check your pulse. You might be dead. Amen? Just kidding. Seriously, though. Okay. We're going to have a good time today. Genesis chapter 9, when you get there, say, I'm there. How many love your Bibles? Tell you, young people, if you want to marry someone good-looking, love the Bible before you love them. Can I get an amen? You will marry someone. Awesome. We're going to have a good time today. Genesis chapter 9. You love your Bible, say I'm there. I want to talk to you today about developing or resolving to honor, if that's all right with you. This is my journal, incidentally. You guys have Hershey's here? Okay, I wasn't sure there. That's where I keep the sweet stuff. Can I get an Amen. Put all my notes in here. Sorry, that was a stupid joke. Okay, I'll keep going. Spirit of honor. We're gonna, we're gonna talk today about resolving to have a spirit of honor. Genesis chapter nine, when you're when you're there, we're gonna pick it up in verse 18. I'd like to read a few verses. Is it okay to read your Bible in church? Yeah. All right. You hear something good right now, I encourage you to say amen. If you want, let's just let's warm up real quick, say amen. amen. You hear something really good? Come on, this is gonna be out, this is gonna be crazy. But if you feel crazy, put your hand up and say, preach. Come on, go ahead, give it a try, give it a try. Come on, you've never done it before. Go ahead, say preach. Yes. Awesome. If it gets crazy good in here, like like Pentecostal Southern Church in America, you can stand up and just start kind of nodding your head like this, go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to get that good today, though, okay? <laughs> just hypothetically, if it did, I wanted to, all right, we'll keep going. Genesis chapter 9, verse 18, talking about resolving to honor. If you're a young person, I'm a youth pastor, so I like to give two messages when I talk to adult churches. So if you're a young person, if you're, old, if you're older, if you're older than 25, that doesn't make you old. Can I get an amen? But if you are above 25, I want you to write down resolve to honor. If you are under 25, I want you to write this down. Get the ham out. Can you do that for me? Get the ham out. Young people, that's your notes. How many of you guys like taking notes in church? Paper doesn't forget. Can I get an amen? Genesis chapter 9, verse 18. Now the sons of Noah, someone say Noah. Noah. Warming you up. Someone shout Noah. Noah. Who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham, someone say Ham. Very interesting to note here was the father of Canaan. So Ham had a child and his child's name was, come on, help me out, church. And the child's name was, was Canaan. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And these three were the sons of Noah. And from these three, the whole earth was populated. You are related to these three. And Noah began to be a farmer after he got out of the boat. And he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk. Someone say, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. And became uncovered. Young people, that's a a biblical way of saying butt naked. (laughs) Became uncovered in his tent. And Ham the father of Canaan saw the nakedness Ham someone say Ham the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside but Shem and Japheth took a garment laid it on both of their shoulders and went in backwards and covered the nakedness of their father their faces were turned the opposite way so they did not see their father's nakedness someone say interesting Let's keep reading. Verse 24. So Noah awoke from the wine, from his hangover. Someone say the hangover. You could preach this like that. He rose from the hangover and and knew what his younger son had done to him. Then, Then he said, cursed be Canaan. Interesting, not ham, but Canaan, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brethren. And he said, blessed. Someone shout blessed. Does anyone want to be blessed this year? Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant, and may God enlarge Japheth, the, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. So Noah lived after the flood 350 years. Who wants to live that long? You will in heaven, amen. So all the days of Noah were 350, or excuse me, 950 years, and he died. Can we, can we pray in church? I promise we're going to have a good time this morning. Who's up for having a good time this morning? All right, do me a favor. Sit up on your seat. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you this morning for Victory Church. God, one of the greatest churches in the world. Can I get an amen? I ask you, Lord, this morning to show up in a, ma- a marvelous way. We know that the word of God is living, breathing, active. We know that, Lord, as we read the Bible, the Bible actually has the power to read us. So, God, this morning, I pray as we articulate, as I preach the word of God, as we participate in receiving this message, I pray you would speak to every heart. I pray whether we've been in church our whole life... Or whether this is our very first day in church, I thank you that you are the God that has every one of our addresses. Can I get a witness? I ask you right now to show up, to show off, and I pray that we would never be the same in Jesus' name. If you love God and you're excited for church today, someone shout amen. 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 I got to admit to you, I love the holidays. Does anyone else love the holidays? Come on, it's okay to get excited in church. I love the holidays. I love Lane. I was in Perth a couple days ago. I took one of those pictures like on a beer commercial of your feet and the ocean. And I put it on Instagram so everyone would be jealous back home. Can I get an amen? Amen. Sitting there on the beach. It's like 40 degrees. Just checking. I wasn't sure if it was called something different here. And uh, just sitting there boiling hot. I, I, I I told the people hosting me in Perth. They said, what do you want to do while you're in Australia? I said, get a sunburn. It's wintertime where I'm at. It's freezing cold. It was snowing when I left. So I was excited to get some sun. Can I get an amen? But I love the holidays. And uh, how many guys have holiday traditions? Who has holiday? How many guys go over, do something special for Christmas Day? Hope you celebrate Christmas. Amen. But uh, Christmas celebrations. I love Thanksgiving. And I love, love, we have a lot of American holidays. I love the 4th of July. We get to blow stuff up. But I love the holidays, and uh, for Christmas, one of my favorite, it is my favorite holiday, and we have a tradition we do every year, is we all, my brothers, I have two older brothers, I have a younger sister, my two brothers are married, they all have kids now, and my, my parents have a nice house, and so Christmas Eve, Eve, the tradition is, is we all go over to my mom's house, and with our families, and we all stay the night at my mom's house for two nights in a row, someone say Two nights. Now, if you are a young married person, you know that this is two nights too long. Can I get an amen? But it's fun because you go to mom and dad's house, and we do the same thing with my wife's side of the family. After that, we go to her parents' house, and we stay a couple of nights over there. And all of us that are in ministry and in business, and my whole family's been blessed. We've all done pretty well. And and we all go over, and even though we're grown men, someone say grown men. Even though we're all grown men, when we go to mom's house, we all turn into kids again. Can I get an amen? I don't know what it is. It's so therapeutic to go home to mom's house and to act like you're 14 again. I'm grabbing the video game system out. A little Modern Warfare 3 action. Can I get an amen over here? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I turn in full on. I full blown staying in my pajamas for for a couple days at a time. Can I come on? Don't judge me having the time of my life, and it's fun for a season, kind of like sin. Can I get an amen? And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I love, I love hanging out my mom's house, but there comes that point that mom thinks because I'm acting like a kid that I still am a kid. Are you with me? Parents in here, you know what I'm talking to Young people know what I'm talking about. Uh, and there gets to be that point, that juncture. Someone say, resolve to honor. I'm going, so i will preaching this morning, but i want to share the story. Is there comes that point that mom starts bossing me around again like I'm a kid? And she starts doing things like, honey, it's late. You need to go to sleep. I say, mom, I'm a grown man. And then in the morning, she wakes me up before it's time to wake up. Come on. Jesus isn't awake yet. Come on, mom. And she goes, honey, it's time to eat breakfast. I say, mom, I'm sleeping. She goes, you need to wake up. I said, Mom, I'm a grown man. Can I get an amen, man? Come on, back me up on this one. And then she starts telling me when to eat and how much to eat, and I'm full. Come on, Mom's always tried to feed you after you're full. I'm like, Mom, I've had three plates of food. Come on. She's like, you need some more meat on your bones. I'm like, Mom, I'll get fat. Come on. I had a six-pack at one time. Now my cans are turned sideways. My God. She always tries to boss me around, and I always have to combat her like, Mom, I'm a grown man. I don't know what it is. After taking cold, it's like you go back, and 50 people are in the house taking showers, and I haven't taken a cold shower in a long time. I have my own house. Can I get an amen? I take showers when I want to take showers, and I'm at Mom's house like a kid again, in line, grabbing a number to take a shower. It's funny. I, I, I think about Noah. Noah, the Bible says, spent 370 days communal living okay okay follow me follow me follow me he spent 300 that's over a year in a boat with stinky animals and stinky family members there were seven other people on the boat there is no no question in my head why noah got off the boat planted the garden and got drunk Can I get an amen up in here? I'm like, dude, you spent the last 370 days. I spent three days. I started taking aspirin for headaches. Noah gets intoxicated. The Bible says he gets naked. And this is the story. The Bible says that his youngest son sees it, one of his sons sees it, Ham, and goes in and starts making fun of dad in his uncovered, fallen state. Are you with me this morning? I love this. Have you noticed that our society is geared around vulgar humor? You know, if you watch television, I watch comedians nowadays. I like humor. I like to be funny. I like to hear funny people. But it's amazing. A lot of things aren't really that funny. They're just so dishonoring that they make you laugh out of shame almost. Like, ah, I can't believe you're saying that right now. Have you noticed that the way that culture is, is we live in a culture that if we don't like something, we dishonor it. We live in a culture that we watch television and we say, oh my gosh, this person's such an idiot, or if we don't like the way things are done, we dishonor, we dishonor, we dishonor. i got to tell you that God is for honor. Can I get an amen? If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write this down. Honor is, honor is to highly esteem or to hold at highest respect. Highly esteem or to hold at highest respect. Can I preach this morning? get off me. Sorry. Sorry. I like to do that. Are you ready to go? I love this. The Bible says that Jesus, this is powerful. There's a lot of things that we don't really think that honor has power over, but actually, believe it or not, honor has the power to unleash miracles or to hinder miracles. Are you with me this morning? You read your Bible. Mark chapter six says that Jesus goes into his hometown. It says that, it says that he didn't have a bad day. It didn't say that he wasn't prayed up. It didn't say that he didn't read his Bible that day. The Bible says he goes to Nazareth and it says, and he could do not, no mighty miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people because he said this in verse, in verse, uh, verse four of chapter six of Mark. He says, a prophet is not without someone say honor honor except in his hometown amongst his own relatives. What the heck does that mean? It means that when there's no honor, there's no power. That's why some churches, they have great music, they have great leaders, but there's no power because there's no honor. I dare someone to help me preach this morning. Come on. I'm telling you right now that if you want to see power in your life, you got to resolve in your heart to make this a year that you choose, you make up your mind that I'm going to be one that honors. Can I get an Amen. The Bible says that honor is really, really important. That's why you could actually go to church, there could be a great worship song on, there could be a great preacher preaching, but you don't hear anything because you don't have an attitude of honor. Some of you in this room this morning, you're going to get more out of this message than others because some of you came this morning hungry for the word of God because you honor it. Are you hear me? Others in here, you're going to leave saying, "I oh, was all right. It was just okay. And you're going to go home, live in the same rut system you've always been in because you don't have an attitude of honor. Now watch this. Attitude, you, can have a, you can respect someone without honoring them. Can I teach a little bit this morning? I believe the Bible teaches that respect is something, respect is an attitude that we possess. Honor is an action that we live out. Are you hear me this morning? So I want to I want to make it a point this year that I'm gonna be one that honors. I love this story. How many of you guys love that story? That was a powerful story. The Bible says that we're supposed to honor a lot of things in life. And I, I'm telling you, God's really into honor. Is, do you guys know that God's into honor? The Bible says that that the story goes as Ham sees dad naked. How many of you guys ever had a low moment? Who's ever had a low moment? You blew it, you screwed up, if your hands not up, you're a liar. We're gonna pray for you at the end. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Just kidding. But the reality is, is we all blow it sometimes. And this is the powerful point here, is Ham sees his dad after he blew it, and we know why he blew it now. And Ham goes, oh my gosh, dad, you're such an idiot. How could you get so smashed? Why are you laying naked? And he goes out and he starts talking about how foolish his father is to his brothers. He goes, he goes, Japheth, he goes, Shem, you you guys got to go see dad. He is naked. He is intoxicated. Dad is smashed. And you know what the Bible says? Is that Ham had this dishonoring spirit that didn't cover but exposed. Mm -hmm. How do you know if you have an honoring spirit? Because when it's easy to expose, you choose to cover. Can I get an amen? There's power. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says that, that Shem and Japheth, they hear about the fallen nature of their father, and you know what they do is they grab a blanket, and they say, you know what? There's a couple reasons we don't want to see, we're going to, we're going to cover dad right now. Number one, we don't want to see dad naked. Can I get an amen? But the main reason is because we're going to honor dad. <laughs> so they got a blanket, and dad was over here naked, and the Bible says they walked backwards and they didn't look on their dad's nakedness, and they covered their dad's nakedness. You know what Ham did? Ham didn't cover. Ham exposed. Now, this is the interesting thing. Noah is the patriarch of the earth at the time. What's that mean? It means that patriarchs have the—you know what a patriarch is? A patriarch is somebody that has the power to bless you. Pastor Tony is the patriarch of this church. That's why it's good to honor him. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because when you honor a pastor in the name of a pastor, you receive a pastor's reward. Can I get an amen? What's your point? My point is this. Is Ham started making jokes about dad, talking about how drunk he is, but Ham didn't realize that the only person on the planet that had the power to bless him was the dad he was exposing. You know people that have a dishonoring spirit don't realize they don't realize a couple of things. They don't realize that, number one, oftentimes the people we dishonor have power to bless us. That's why it's not good to talk bad about your boss at work. Oh, it's going to get quiet in here for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's not good to dishonor your, your in-laws. Is that what you call them here? Just check it. I heard that bachelor parties are called buck parties here. Is that what you call buck? Buck's party, that's awesome. Never heard that before. And they call women's parties a hen party. Hands and I, that's awesome, I love that. Amen, sorry, just having a little conversation here. I love this though, because the Bible says that, that Ham dishonors his father, but this is the point that I want to make this morning, is Ham didn't realize that the only person that had the power to bless him was the person he was dishonoring. Note this, watch how dishonor works. Dishonor won't always affect you directly, but it will always affect your kids, the Bible says that, that Noah wakes up, the one that has the power to bless, and he doesn't say, Cursed be Ham for being a little punk kid. He doesn't say that. He says, Cursed be Canaan. You know what dishonor does? Dishonor always gets into your kids. Can I talk to parents for a second? I'm a youth pastor. When, when, your, when your kids come to you and say how bad a pastor is, or how bad a teacher is, or how bad a police officer is, before you automatically jump onto their boat and throw the pastor under the bus, before you throw the teacher under the bus, you know, what, you know what? Oh, I feel like preaching a little bit this morning. You know what I've learned in life is I've learned that kids don't have the ability to discern authority. So when you throw one authority under the bus, what you don't realize is when you're trying to become your kid's best friend, you're actually undermining your own authority because they can't distinguish between you and that teacher. You know, I've learned? I've learned that when kids bring issues to you as parents, what you do is you say, mom and I are going to talk about this, son. Come on, it's okay to teach in church. Honey, dad and I are going to talk about this and we'll pray about this and we'll figure out what to do. We will look into this. Can I get an amen? Opposed to saying, oh, that teacher's just an idiot. I'm going to smack him. Because what you do when you talk bad about leaders is you actually undermine your own authority. You know what the Bible says in Romans chapter 13 verse 1? It says that all authority is placed by God. Watch me now. It doesn't say that all authority is godly. But it does say that all authority is placed by God. That means that even the people you don't like in your life. It means that boss that bugs you, that rubs you the wrong way. Have you ever realized that, that at the bottom of the, the, the rivers, they call them river rocks and they're really smooth stones? You know how stones get smooth? They weren't born that way. They got smooth after years and years of rubbing against one another. You know what I believe? I believe there's a lot of rigid Christians mm. because they don't let God let the, let the friction. What's the Bible say? As iron sharpens. Iron, God sharpens, come on, the countenance of his friends. I've learned this in life. I've learned that honoring isn't a choice. It's not, it's not something we might choose to do. It's something we must do. Can I get an amen? I want to resolve this year to be an honoring person. How do I know that God's about honor? Flip with me to Numbers chapter 12. I'll prove it to you this morning. Are you doing good still? I have, I have 11 minutes. Numbers chapter 12. If you go to Deuteronomy, you've gone too far? Numbers chapter 12, it says this. It's a powerful story. It talks about a guy named Moses. Who's heard of Moses? Is there any young people, here? you guys heard of Moses before? Yeah, Moses. The Bible says that Moses was the most humble guy on the planet. Let me read it to you. Verse 1, it says this. Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses. Someone say spoke against. Listen to me, church. Never talk bad about your leaders. I'll stop. Can I keep going? spoke against their leader Moses because he married an Ethiopian woman and they didn't like it. So they said to to one another, has the Lord indeed spoken only, someone say only, only Only through Moses. Has he not also spoken through us also? And the Lord, oh, this scares the trash out of me. This scares the rubbish, come on, as Australians would say, out of me. It says, and the Lord heard it. You know what I found in church a lot of times is a lot of people say, well, the same God that speaks to pastors the same God that speaks to me. Well, if God didn't need pastors, why would he talk so much about them in the New Testament? If you didn't need a spiritual leader, why did God choose Moses to deliver a people group? Why did God make a promise to am- Are you hearing me this morning? There's a need for pastors. Can I get an amen? They're not dictators. They're servant leaders. Can I get an Amen. But the Bible says that they said, well, well, God speaks to us too and it says but the Lord heard it. This this puts the fear of God into me. It says now the man Moses was humble. This is crazy. More humble than anyone on the face of the earth. Suddenly the Lord said to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, come out, you three, to the tabernacle of meeting. So the three of them came out. Verse 5. Then the Lord came down in the pillar of cloud and stood at the door. Someone say door. This is crazy. I'll, I'll keep reading. Then I'll explain. Amen. I'm so pumped right now. Come on. I feel like a mosquito at a nudist colony. Can I get an amen? Just so pumped. It says this. Then the Lord came down pillar, stood in the midst of them, And it says, And called Aaron, Miriam, and they both went forward. Then he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. Moses. He is faithful in all of my house. I speak with Moses face to face, even plainly, not in dark sayings, and he sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? This is crazy. It goes on, it says that God smacks Miriam with leprosy, white leprosy, which is funny because it sounds like she was a little bit racist. Hello. Come on, that's what we do in America. We say hello. Story's powerful. You know what's so powerful? Because dishonoring spirit, it actually this is what it did. God in the, in the Old Testament lived behind the veil in the tabernacle. He lived in the holy of holies. You know what You know what dishonored it? Dishonor got God so fired up that he said, I'm coming out of where I normally am, and I'm going to meet you at the porch. Have, hey, there's some kids in here know what I'm talking about. You guys have porches in Australia? You ever have mom tell you, I want you to be home at eight o'clock before the sun goes down and you come back at nine o'clock and guess who's standing at the porch? (laughs) You still alive? Did you not hear I said eight o'clock? You ever have mom upset at at the porch before? God gets so fired up about dishonor. He says, Three of you, come here. I'm at the, I'm getting out of where I normally, I'm at the porch. Miriam, what were you thinking? You don't, this is my boy, Mo. this is my pastor, this is my guy, Pastor Tony. And you have the audacity to come and say, oh, it's just, I don't like the way he's doing, I don't like the way he's leading. God starts getting fired up going, loco. Fired up. The Bible says that Moses actually prays for her after she gets leprosy. Someone say God's into honor. Come on, someone say God's into honor. You know why God hates dishonor? I'll tell you why. Because it reminds him of Lucifer. Lucifer had a dishonoring, disloyal spirit. Can I tell you that? You know what God looks for before he elevates somebody? Look at me, this is powerful. God always, look, study your Bibles, you will find that before God elevates anyone, in business, it, it, as a king, in government, in ministry, before God elevates anyone, he always looks to see if there's a spirit of honor. Hence David and Saul. What did David do when Saul threw spears at him? He put them to the ground. He never threw them back. He was an honorer. Can I get an amen? You'll always find this. God always elevates those that honor. Am I okay? Are you, are you with me still today? The Bible says that, that these kids, that, that Ham ends up having his son get cursed because he had a dishonoring spirit. Can I tell you what we're supposed to honor in life? And I'll close. Can I give you five points? I like to build in church. I want to leave you with something. I'm going to give you some notes right now. Number one thing we're supposed to honor, and I want to get, get, get a good amen on this, is number one, we're supposed to honor Jesus. I said a good amen. Come on, somebody. First thing that the Bible tells us to do is to honor Jesus. You know why it's so good? Some of you are like, Well, why should I highly esteem Jesus? I'll tell you why. You should highly esteem Jesus because the Bible says in First in Samuel chapter two verse thirty, God says this. He says, I will honor those who honor me. Hey Mark, how are you so blessed? How come everything you do in your life just it's just it's favored? I'll tell you why. Because I've made it a priority. My wife and I have made it a priority to always honor Jesus. My wife, how'd your wife get so successful? She has the biggest, one of the biggest digital kids magazines on the internet that she started from scratch. She has one of the largest kids sites that started from scratch as a hobby. How, how does she, how does she work for Disney now on, on the one of the biggest websites in the world? They have two kids writers. How is she featured in In Style magazine and Marie Claire? How come your youth ministry's grown from a hundred kids to over a thousand kids in three years? What the heck is going on in your life? I'll tell you, I've learned to honor Jesus. Yeah, it's okay to clap in church. I've learned to honor Jesus. How do you honor Jesus? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this is a big one. Spend time with him. I'll tell you what, is there any married couples in here that say, you know what, if I talked to my wife once a week, I'd have a great marriage. Hello. You ain't going to have a good marriage. You spend time. You know what else I do? My wife, when I come back from Australia, my daughter, I told you this last year, I think, but every time I travel to go somewhere in the world, People ask my daughter, "Where's Daddy?" And she'll say, "In Australia." <laughs> That's how Australians say, it anyways, right? Australia mate. She goes, she goes, she goes in Australia. She goes, "What, what, what, what's Daddy doing there?" And she always says the same thing whenever I travel. She goes, "Daddy went there to buy me toys." So whenever I travel, I come back with lots of toys. I'll tell you this: my wife, her love language, besides you know my good looks. Don't laugh. Come on. Her love language is me buying her stuff. Is there any other guys here you know what I'm talking about? It's like, if you love me, buy me this ring. I'm just kidding. She doesn't say that. I feel like that sometimes, though. Amen. Her love language is gifts. You know I've learned about Jesus? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, 18 and 19, it says that you know where your love is with where your treasure's at. You know why I give so much money to my church? I'm, we're one of the biggest givers in our church. We give so much because I love to honor Jesus. Doesn't the Bible say, and honor the Lord with your wealth? Uh, sorry, it'll get a little quiet up in here just for a second. I love to honor Jesus. Can I get an amen? You know, what else we're supposed to honor in life if you want to honor God is you honor, secondly, the Word of God. Can I get an amen up in here? You honor the Word of God. Why? Mark, the Bible's just some old, boring book. I wish it would be cooler, like, like Twinkle. I mean, Twilight. Like, like Fairy Pothead. I mean, like Harry Potter. I wish it was an exciting book to read. I wish it was cool like the Hunger Games. Listen to me. Those books are books of the day. That's the book of the ages. And you know why I love the Bible? I'll tell you why I love the Bible. Because there's 66 books, 42 authors, written over 1,500 years in three languages. No contradictions. Are you hearing me right now? This is, I love the Bible. There's 1,189 chapters in the Old Testament, 260 chapters in the New Testament. You'll see in the New Testament that in every book of the Bible, Jesus is revealing himself. Do you believe me this morning? Because I'll prove it to you. In Genesis, the Bible says God shows Jesus as the seed of the woman as, in a, as the Ark of the Covenant. Does it not? The Bible goes on. It says in Exodus that he's our Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. I could go all day. In, in Deuteronomy, or yeah, Deuteronomy or Numbers, he's the pillar of cloud by day and the fire by night. In, 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 uh, let's see here. In, in Deuteronomy, he's the prophet like unto Moses. In Ezra, he is our, excuse me, in Joshua, he's the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he's our judge and lawgiver. In Ezra, he is our, he is our uh, you know, he, he's, our, he's our kinsman redeemer. In every book of the Bible, I can walk all the way through. It takes a little bit of time, but I can do it. Can I get an amen? Who believes me? In, the, in, in a, let me say this way, in, in Samuel, he is our anointed high priest. That's Jesus. That's why I love the Bible. I honor the Bible because I see Jesus in every book. In Kings and Chronicles, he's our reigning king. In Ezra, he's our, he's our faithful scribe. In uh, Esther, he's our Mordecai. In Psalms, he's the Lord, our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. Come on, in Song of Solomon, he is our beloved bridegroom. I could go all the way through. I love the New Testament, too, because it says in Matthew that he's our, he is our Messiah. In, in Mark, he shows Jesus as the wonder worker. In Luke, it shows Jesus as, our, as the son of man. In, in John, the son of God. In Acts, the Holy Spirit. In Romans, our justifier. In Quran, Corinthians, our sanctifier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in Galatians, I love the Bible. I'll tell you, it's, it's alive. I've learned that the Bible has the power to revive me. Can I get an amen up in here? I'm about finished today, but I, I want to just give you this points. You honor the Word of God. Psalms 119 says, well, I can go all the way through the Bible, but i got to stop there because I'm out of time. The Bible says that the Word of God in Psalms 119 revives us, cleanses us, gives us liberty, and the Bible says that it gives us life. That's why David said, I love your Word, God, for by your precepts you have given me life. Who's ever read your Bible and felt life come into your, into your spirit? I love to honor the word. Yeah, worshiping up here. Third thing that we honor, young people, is we honor those that are older than us. Older people, we honor those that are older. Are we not supposed to honor? The Bible says we're supposed to honor, honor those that are ahead of us in life. So young people, don't get a critical spirit just because mom and dad listen to a different radio station. You honor your parents. Can I get an amen? Which leads me to the third point, is we're supposed to honor, honor our, our spouse. Can I get an amen from married people? We're supposed to honor our wife. Can I get an amen? Honor our husband. And young people, we're supposed to honor our parents. Do you know what the first promise of the Bible is? It says if you honor your father and your mother, I'll give you a long life. Who wants to live long? Come on, everyone wants to live long. You honor mom and dad, you'll live a long life. Fourth thing the Bible tells us to honor is we're supposed to honor governing authorities. Look, when I live in America, probably one of the most... You know, talked about government systems in the world. And you have different political groups. You know what we believe in our church? We, we obviously vote for people based upon their, their beliefs in the Bible and how they represent the Bible. Can I get an amen? But you know what we believe? We believe that whether they're Democrat, Republican, whether they're, you know, whatever their political persuasion is, it doesn't matter if we agree with them. The Bible doesn't say you have to agree. The Bible says you are to honor, though. Can I get an Amen. There's presidents we've had that I, I've been crazy about, but because they are presidents, president, the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it says pray for those in authority over you that you might live a quiet and a peaceable life. Who wants to live a quiet and a peaceable life? Then stop hating your, your, your leaders and start praying for them. Yeah. Start honoring them. Can I get an amen up in here? That's good preaching this morning. I'm going to buy this CD when I'm done. I, I know good preaching when I hear it. And lastly, the Bible says... We're to honor, we're to honor those that that rule over us. Our, Our pastors, our leaders, our employers, we're supposed to honor rulers. The Bible actually says when it comes to the church world, it talks about in 2 Timothy, I believe it's chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Now those who labor in the word of God, those that teach like Pastor Tony, it says they're worthy of double honor. You know what my my, my fear is? I feel like most people in the world, they're not familiar with single honor, let alone double. You know why I honor my pastors? Because I realize that they have the power that God loves it. When God looks down, and he sees a loyal heart. I've, I've traveled to places and I've had people say, hey, Mark, we love you, man. Would you come be our youth pastor and offer me just great, you know, a great incentive to come be their youth pastor? And I say, there's no way. My pastor sent me out from their church to bring the gospel around the world. And who am I to take some opportunity and be disloyal to them? You know, I've learned, I've learned that God looks for loyal people. God loves loyalty. Is there, any, is there any husbands, any wives in here that appreciate a loyal spouse? Yeah, I'm here to tell you that God appreciates loyal people. And God honors those that honor him. I'm finished this morning. But I do believe there's people in this room that if you were honest, you'd say, Mark, I've had a ham spirit. There's been a, 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 a dishonoring, disloyal spirit inside of me. I've talked bad about my boss. I've talked bad about my parents. I've talked bad about my, my pastors. I've talked bad about the government. I've, I've done a lot of things, Mark. I've dishonored a lot of things. Some of you parents in here know you talk bad openly in front of your kids, and here's the word of the Lord today, and I, I, I love to have fun, and I, I, love, I love the presence of God, and I believe he's here this morning. And this is the beautiful thing about the Bible, is the Bible has the ability to change us. You know why I honor the Bible? Listen, this, this, I didn't put this in point, but point number two the word, I honor the Bible because I realize that the Bible is the authority at the end of the day. And when me and the Bible are different, I don't change the Bible. The Bible changes me. And when I'm in church and I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, you know what, I've dishonored. And listen to me, how many of you guys have ever responded to the Holy Spirit's correction in church before? Look at me, I am so grateful for the correction of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says a child left to himself causes shame. You never, you never discipline your kids, you know what you're going to do? You're going to ruin them. And God is no different. The reason why he corrects us in love sometimes, and he goes, you know what, you've been dishonoring, or you've been disrespectful, or you shouldn't have said that, or you shouldn't have done that. But you know what, I'm not giving up on you. Come on, good parents never give up on their kids. You know what he does? He says, you know what, I'm going I'm to help you to be who you're supposed to be. And I feel the anointing in here this morning. Some of you, you haven't honored Jesus and that's why the Bible says, those who honor me, I will honor, and those who dishonor me will be lightly esteemed. That's what the Bible says in Samuel. You might feel lightly esteemed by God because you've never honored him. This is a great morning. One moment changes everything. Second group in here, you say, Mark, I've never honored the word of God. I don't have time to read my Bible. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that if you, if you read the word of God, it says that it'll make the simple-minded clever. That's why I like the Bible. Hello. I need all the help I can get. The Bible says in Joshua and in Psalms chapter one, that if you read it and if you meditate in the Bible day and night, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that brings fruit in due season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. You know, I tell people that say, well, I'm a Christian, but I don't like the Bible. I don't have time for the Bible. If you don't have time for the Bible, according to Psalms chapter one, you don't have time to prosper. You know why I prosper? Because I, I spend time in this book. The Bible's for pastors. No, it's not. It's for Christians. The, you, know, you know what the Bible is to Christians? The Bible is to Christians what an oven is to bakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 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 like soil in, in the garden is to gardeners. It's everything. You want to honor the word of God this morning, you haven't honored it? You're here, maybe you haven't honored your, your spouse. You might have gotten an argument on the way to church. Come on, who's been there before? My hand's up, come on. Praise the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm here today to give a word to somebody. We make a decision today to change our mind. I'm gonna honor my wife. I'm not gonna change her, I'm gonna let God change me. Mm. I've learned this in life, you can never change a person, but you can change. And you'd be amazed when you let God change you, God has the ability to change them too, Mm. Honor your spouse. Maybe your, your kid over here, you need to honor your parents. Maybe you yelled at mom, had some choice words for mom this week or for dad. I'm, I'm challenging you this morning to live a life of honoring mom and dad. Can I get an amen? You're here, you say, Mark, I haven't honored my rulers. I haven't honored pastor. I had bad words about my boss or my employer or, or, or maybe a police officer. You, you haven't honored somebody, maybe government official. You've dishonored them verbally, maybe even in your heart. And you feel the Holy Spirit saying, son, daughter, Today's a day to resolve as a resolution that I'm going to be one that honors this year. If you're in any one of those categories, would you do me a favor? Come on. As an act that this message was for you today, and I didn't come all this way for nothing, would you do me a favor just lift your hand right now? Say, Mark, I feel the Holy Spirit saying I've I've had a dishonoring spirit. Come on, young people, I'm going to get the ham out of me. I'm going to get that ham dishonoring spirit out of me. I'm going to resolve to honor this year. This is going to be a year that I'm like, I'm like Sham, I'm like Japheth. I will cover when I could expose. I will be loyal when I can be unfaithful. I'm going to be one that honors. If your hand's up in this place, I just want you to quietly stand to your feet. I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in here. It's going to change. I'm telling you, someone's going to change today. So, there's change all over this room. Come on. Change coming right now. Close your eyes with me. Holy Spirit, I thank you for every person in this room, probably 90% of this room standing right now. I thank you that you are the God that like a loving father always comes after his kids. Any good parent wants their kids to go further, to do more. And I ask you this morning with everyone standing that Lord, you would see the obedience of their heart. Put your hand on your heart for me right now. God, with our hands on our heart, I pray you to remove any ham spirit Lord, I pray you would forgive us, Lord, for the moments that we dishonored. Forgive us for the moments that we spoke badly in front of our kids. Forgive us for the moments, God, that we dishonored our authority. Forgive us, Lord, for those moments, God, that we just we had the wrong spirit. I ask you this day, Lord, that we would resolve as a resolution this year that this would be a year that we honor those that even don't deserve our honor sometimes. That we would be loyal to those that don't deserve our loyalty sometimes. Because we know that God, you're into honor. And one thing I've learned over the years is that I want to be into whatever you're into. If you're into holiness, I'm into holiness. You're into purity, God, I'm into purity. If you're into reaching the lost, and that's what I'm into, I'm into reaching the lost. If you're into loving my spouse, I'm into loving my spouse. If you love your church, I'm gonna love my wife. God, I pray right now with our hands on our hearts. Holy Spirit, you do a deep work right now. Some of you feel the presence of God right now. I believe something's getting ready to break in here. I can feel it. It's going to break. Years, even generations of disloyal spirits, dishonoring spirits. I command that ham spirit, that unfaithful spirit, I command in the name of Jesus that you would leave this church. This church is going to be an honoring church. This is going to be a church, Lord, that is highly esteems Jesus. Yeah, I feel it in here. It's going to be a church that highly esteems the word of God. It's going to be a church that highly esteems our spouses and our families. Come on, we're going to have strong families in this church. This is going to be a church that highly esteems rulers and leaders and government officials. This is going to be the church that's going to have a reputation. That's an honoring house. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and God bless.